Welcome to Our Scars Speak. My name is Christina Miner, and I am the host of this podcast. Before we begin this episode, we would like to provide our disclaimer. We are not claiming to be medical professionals or any other professional providing advice regarding your treatment plan. We encourage everyone to follow their doctor's orders. We are only here to share our experiences and provide support. Tonight, I would like to welcome our guest, Janella Adams. Thank you so much for joining us tonight, Janella. I'm sorry. Sorry. It's Janelle. Janelle. Okay. I, you know, I was thinking, I was like, am I pronouncing this name wrong? And no, I, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> Janelle. Okay. So yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the A, the A and the Adams messes people up. I know it's a lot of people. Now, not the well, I had one. a friend that spelled it like that. That was Janella. And I was oh, like, wow. okay. Janella or Janelle. I was like, I'm probably chopping her name all to pieces. No, and my grandmother calls me Janella too. You know, she's, oh, that's... she's Hispanic, so she don't. Well, tell grandma I'm right there with her, but I'm going to try to get it right tonight. But thank you so much for joining me tonight. Yes, thank Appreciate you for having me. Thank you. Yes. And so I'm going to let her share her story, but I found you through Instagram somewhere. I don't know, but yeah, I, just, I don't know either. <laughs> I don't even have a clue. I don't know if you found me or I found you. I may have found you. I don't know, but yeah, I don't been, know. I'm always finding people. So yeah, yeah, because it's sort of like where we all kind of like hang out is IG. And, and honestly, it's only like 10 black girls that talks about cancer. So it's yes. like it's not many of us. It's not a lot. So, you know, we kind of got to stick together you know (laughs) so I yeah I just I was like oh she's so pretty and she's so young and that's what really attracted me to your story was like wow she's young and then I your pictures and everything because you know nowadays you gotta make sure people tell the truth so (laughs) yeah 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 facts that's that's true (laughs) which is crazy why people want to lie about having cancer anything for that matter but people do because people are desperate for money or some people just desperate for attention, but attention um, that's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I came across your information and I, yeah, that was the first thing was like how stunning you were and then Thank your you. story. And it just broke my heart of your age and, um, your, your photos are just absolutely, they're bold in, in your video with the hat and the hair. Oh that, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love my it. My daughter told me to do that. I thought that was awesome so I just wanted to invite you and I thank you for saying yes and for trusting me to get your story out there even more even though you're everywhere you're everywhere oh my god things girl you're doing big things I'm trying I'm trying I just want people like me to see you know the thing for me I feel like right now I want people to see me now going through it now and it's important for like especially coming from where I come from the urban community and yeah I'm black, I'm from the hood, I'm young, and I still can represent with that crowd. You know, I can still talk to those people. And that's important to me to just keep, keep going, keep doing that. Absolutely. And you are just segueing right on into my question, which is, (laughs) who is Janelle? (laughs) Janelle, okay, well, I am a mom, an artist, a wife, I'm just an everyday around the way girl, honestly, like, (laughs) um, that's what I am. Prior to all this, like I was just yeah, working, doing my artwork. I was homeschooling my daughter. I was um, like, honestly, like a 2023 hippie. I was, because <laughs> I worked in the cannabis industry. 
Okay. And one of the, you know, um, 2021, they legalized marijuana in New Jersey. And I was a part of that. And then, you know, this came around and just smacked me in the face real quick. But yeah. Right. So how old were you? Um, so life was going good with your daughter and you were homeschooling and everything. And you said, first of all, you say you're an artist. So what type, because yeah. there's a million different artists and I love oh. the arts. I love performing yeah, arts yeah. and I love creative art. So what exactly, what type of artist are you? I paint, I draw, I paint. These are my work right here. Um, okay. Yeah, that's what I do. Awesome. Yeah, you know, so Janelle, <laughs> Janelle and I were speaking before um, we came on and I was like, oh my God, there's Nipsey. <laughs> I love Nipsey Hustle. Love so. Nipsey. Yes, legend. <laughs> legend. Yes, legend with his music and just his business savvy. He was everything. Just everything. Yes. And he's still I love lives. a person about, about community. And that's absolutely what about. Yeah. Absolutely. And you can see that in your work. 100. Yeah, thank you. Yes, thank you. Um, really trying, not trying, but being a voice in your community. Yeah. So you end up, you know, just living your life. And then this happens. Can you explain exactly how you found out you had cancer? Did you have signs and symptoms? Mm -hmm. Did you have a family history? Like, can you just walk us through like life was going great and then you, you know, kind of got to go to the doctor and yeah. what led you there? Well, I was misdiagnosed. Let's get all that um, for 15 months. Um, so I was 30 when this started happening and it was 2020 I believe and the pandemic was still happening but I was going through all these things on my breast my daughter was like seven or six and a half at the time and they told me oh it's probably like a milk dud and I'm like I'm not breastfeeding no more like where do, where would that come from like no that's not that then I went back because my nipple was like deteriorating like it was itching it was really bad my breast was heavy I had every symptom of um, breast cancer but a lump mm. and they said oh you know it's probably eczema okay wow have some cream put the cream nothing they sent me to a special not a special dermatologist he gives me mm -hmm. an injection steroids not working it's worked for about two to three weeks came back still had and you know at the time it's 2020 and you know you have to give medication time to work you can't right. just say oh it's not working it's not working so months went past it's the pandemic no appointments taking forever roll around it's almost a year yeah it is actually a year and I go to my primary again and I'm like yo I can't deal with this this is ridiculous mm -hmm. I gotta like I got to wear different bras. I have to put like tissue in my bra because my nipple was leaking like bad. I was like, this is embarrassing. Like, I don't like this. And at the time it was summer and I didn't want to go to the beach. That's what I was worried about. Like, stupid. <laughs> I was just like, I don't want to go to the beach like this. It's going to be all like, you know, like what if my top goes yeah. up and everybody sees my nip? I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm not telling nobody what's happening either. So I'm like, Ugh, whatever. And the whole time, all my doctors, everybody's just like, you're too young. Don't even risk nothing what you're doing but on youtube university and on google university <laughs> it says that it could be Paget's disease it could be um right. breast cancer and i'm just like why haven't nobody you know why hasn't anybody said hey go get a mammogram so when i go back to the doctor finally 
-hmm. we get into a really big argument and she's just like you're not you're too young I don't want to send you whatever whatever when I leave the office I speak into her receptionist and I'm telling her what's going on and she was like I can write a referral for you I'm her medical assistant oh okay okay. can you do that for me yeah I'm gonna write a referral for you to this doctor the crazy thing is I had went to another doctor Mm-hmm. And they told me the same thing. Um, I paid out of pocket to go to another doctor. They told me that I was too young. Don't worry about it. Or it's just probably eczema is um, some type of dermatitis. It's mm-hmm. nothing. You have nothing to worry about. And I was like, okay, cool. The doctor that she referred me to, I didn't want to go to this doctor because it was in a particular hospital in the middle of the ghetto, right? That was in my head. I was like, I don't want to go here. They have a bad rep. But I went and this doctor the same day he was like I'm gonna give you a mammogram and ultrasound and, and an x-ray wow okay we go and then we we do that and then he was like let me just examine you real quick he examines me and he feels a lump I didn't feel no lump and then I felt the lump after he you know right told me that next he two days later he scheduled me for a biopsy which was on a Friday that Tuesday came in he told me yeah you have stage three breast cancer crazy thing about this is this doctor is a black man mm-hmm. young too 45 maybe mm-hmm. and he said to me he said I don't ever turn young women down mm-hmm. I give them everything and I'll deal with the insurance later wow. so if it wasn't for him and if it wasn't for the receptionist to give me the referral I would have probably been still going through it wow that was a long time like 15 months is a long time to be going through something yeah and I remember reading I read and like I said listened to your um interview with Susan G Komen and one thing that stuck out that a lot of people couldn't understand when I was telling them about my symptom but you had the same symptom if I recall correctly a vein yeah yeah it was heavy Real veiny, yeah, real veiny. But you could see the color of the vein. You can see it, and it's green. Oh, and I'm just like, yep. this never happened to me before. And it was hot. Hot to touch, and it was mm-hmm. a pulsating vein. And that was the time that I went to the doctor and got misdiagnosed. But yes, I had the same thing. And not too many women have I heard talk about that. So when I read your information, I'm like, wow, she went through yeah. the same symptoms. Same thing, yeah. Yeah. So they ended up, he did everything, found out that you were stage three. Now, at the time that he found out you were stage three, did he also know that you were triple negative? No. So um, he was the breast surgeon who did everything. Mm-hmm. So after he just told me it was um, invasive ductile carcinoma. After that, the next day I went to meet the oncologist and then the oncologist gave me biomarketing testing. Mm-hmm. And I found out about a week and a half later, that it was triple negative and then that's when they was trying to figure out you know the treatment plan and everything like that so I had to have different tests done to find out exactly what type of cancer I had okay yeah because I know a lot of times they'll do the biopsy which is just a little mm-hmm. bit and then yeah. start it but then when we go through major surgery they can find out even more so you didn't go through um, a double mastectomy or anything at that point you just no. did the biomarkers she took the tissue from the sample and found right out. yeah what it was was um because they wanted to 
see if I would need chemo first mm -hmm. or surgery first. And because obviously I'm young, so right. they was just trying to, I don't know, honestly, I was just, I just told them, do whatever it is that y'all need to do. Like whatever yeah. testing my insurance pays for, do it. Like yeah. that was my mentality with the whole thing. And I really did want to know from the beginning what type of cancer I was dealing with so I can know the type of treatment plan to do my own research, you know. Right. And you know, they they usually don't want us going on, like you said, Dr. Google and all that. But to me, it's like I have to. Right. You're leaving us out here with a little bit of information yeah. or no information. Like with you, you had all these symptoms and exactly you no, know, and you wanted to research it. And I think that it can be good with certain sites like Sujin G. Coleman and your yeah. breast, breast cancer foundation sites. Um, because we do need to know. We need to know what we we're do. dealing with or somewhat. Yes. Um, especially when they're not giving us information. Nothing. Yeah. They're not telling us nothing. And then they're giving us a week to wait. I'm just, all these thoughts are going in my head. I need to know what's going yeah. on. Yeah. Because you only had, you were only dealing with symptoms at that point. You hadn't even exactly. gone to get any type of testing. Yeah. Nothing. I didn't start anything. No. Right. So with the biomarkers, when you seen the oncologist, did they do any type of, um, first of all, did you have any family history? of cancer in your family and did they do a um, genetic testing so they did do genetic testing within that same week that I got biomarketing my MRI and everything like that um, it was like a one every day out the week I was in the hospital doing testing but no I don't have um any BRCA gene or anything like that any mutations but actually I do have cancer in my family you know like my grandmother was one of 16 and she was the oldest of 16 so her house she was the only person with a house so her house was the house where her siblings came and passed away and they all basically passed away from cancer and my dad had cancer and she had cancer so I just assumed that it, well, I do have the gene but no I don't wow and with that being said, so your you said your father and then other family members had cancer. Yeah. When you spoke to the doctor that you were talking about, that was um, African American, the young man. Did he say what his reasoning for testing women who come in, no matter like, did he specify? He why? did. <laughs> you know that. African I mean, yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah. He told me. He said, uh, "I." Okay, he was like, basically, I I give young women every test because there was a, he had a patient um, when he was in residency and his patient was 22 years old and she was diagnosed with breast cancer, stage four breast cancer. Ever since that, he just always, oh, that was his, in his head. And he was like, I don't want to lose anyone else. And I want to just knock it out the box before it gets there. If, if it's nothing, if it's just a cyst, perfect, but. Let's figure it out. Wow. Yeah. yeah, because that's right. You were 30, so you mm -hmm. weren't even due for a mammogram. No. Because mm -mm. I was about to ask you, did you, um, so you did do your self-exams every month. I've actually had a mammogram before, like when I was 25. I've had a mammogram when I was like 25 years old. I've had one because, um, you know, like they have like the little buses. Oh, yeah. So I did it like at work. So I've had a mammogram and things like that. I did it before, but never thinking that I would need to get it. And that was, it, that's another thing. Insurance like beat my ass to get a mammogram. That's it was, I had to get all these referrals. Like it's ridiculous. 
So you were 25. You had, you just did it just randomly. Just yeah, I just did it because they were outside. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But yeah. you didn't have any symptoms at that point. No. Mm-mm. Now the lump that you found, because these lumps are something. Mm. Okay. Yeah. It depends how you lay, how you, how, whatever. Like my GYN this year just found one and I didn't even know I, I didn't even That's know. That's what I said. I, I and I'm flat and I had no clue. And I thought I did a pretty darn good job, but obviously I haven't been, but with you, where exactly, like, why do you think you possibly missed that lump? Because if you're doing self exams, yeah, but it's still easy to miss it. I'll let you explain why. why Honestly, um, I think I just missed it because of the way my nipple looked and I didn't necessarily want to manipulate it too much. Okay. Because it was, I was, it was hurting. Like I was in pain. So I, I would take a shower and things like that, but it wasn't like I was all filling. So when he did it, he was more like, yeah. And, and then after that, me and my husband was like, oh, we fit. Oh, okay. Okay. He, he's professional. We know what he, he know what he's doing, you know? <laughs> yeah. Cause it but, makes a difference because it does. especially when you're hurting, like I mm-hmm. can that you kind of like want to be gentle because it hurts yeah. so bad. But at the same time, if we don't go deep enough to feel like the rib cage bone, and then not- all over, like you know, I didn't know yeah. that you would even have to check under your arms or, or you know, and yeah. So you didn't know before that doctor, you didn't know that you had to check everywhere. No, I didn't know that I had to wow. check here and under my arms. No, I never, I didn't know that. Okay, so but you did do your monthly checks. I did, yeah, I did, and I went to my GY, you know, my GYN often, and she did breast exams and things. So like, cause I breastfed for two years. So right. I was like always on my boobs. And you know, and you know the trip part about GYN that I, I recognized my last appointment, they only check us laying down pretty much. Yeah. They don't check us standing up. No, it's like, they got us laying down. So I feel like they're like, let's just get it over and done with. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Like they don't check us because we're supposed to check standing, looking, doing this and doing that. It. Like, yeah, like. over, stretching. Yes. What else? Laying down. Hands behind your hands head. Hands behind your head. <laughs> What's the other one? Oh, bending forward. Bending. And let your breasts hang and check. Yes. And you definitely that. have to, a lot of people don't know, you have to check all the way up in your, because you got lymph mm-hmm. nodes on your neck. All under here, all your here, arms under your arms. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And you have to go down to the rib cage. You have to yes. press as close to the rib and cage press. sternum as possible. Yeah. Yes. So thank you for sharing that. Look, we don't get <laughs> to know your limits. You follow little class way. real quick, little class, real quick, real quick. Take three minutes, just three minutes. <laughs> now everybody follow. <laughs> right. Men too, men too. Yeah, that is so good. But um, so he finds the lump, you go through that. So I know probably from that point on, it's like moving quick. So yeah. after that, explain to us what, what first of all, your age and how in the world did you take hearing that news and were you by yourself? Uh, I didn't go to no appointment by myself because my husband didn't let me. <laughs> Let's just, I need to get that out there. He ain't play no games. <laughs> but um, no, um, I was, I was, it was me and him there. But when he told me, with all honesty, um, I I just was like, I knew it. Mm-hmm. I didn't, not that I knew it was cancer, but I just knew it was something. And I knew that I wasn't 
bugging out. So right. I think that like, cause when he told me it was a lot of people in the room, it was like him, nurse navigator, nurses and everyone else that he was introducing me to. So, so many people in the room. And I just think that people expected me to react a certain way, but it was more so like, I was like, I knew it. Like, it, all right, what's next? What do we have to do? Right. And then on the way home on the car ride, I just was like, damn, this is weird because the world is still going. Right. And I, and I'm, I just wanted to yell out the car, like, stop, I have cancer. Stop laughing. I have cancer, you know, like, but that's really when it was, I realized like, damn, shit just keeps going. It don't, yeah. cancer doesn't stop nothing. You know, I just remember just thinking the whole time, like, oh, what's going to happen? Like, what, like, what, how, so funny. This is so stupid. I'm so stupid because this is me. I said, how is my husband going to do my daughter's hair now? Like, like, so, you know, just being like, I'm just like, you know, what is going to happen? Like, how's she going to go to school? Like, who's going to, you know, things like this, just like all these things, it's just popping up in my head all at once. So this 20 minute car ride back home and we got to go home, pick my daughter from school, you know, just, just relive this whole thing over and over again. Would you and, say that reality, I don't know if this happened to you. I know some of us say that it happens, you know, to us, but like reality hits in certain shifts like like you said the car ride you're still you're looking out the window people laughing driving down the road you're like look I'm over here don't know yeah what's happened to me um exactly. so would you say it kind of like happened and shifts like you were taking each thing as it come but then you may have your down days or did it just kind of like you went down and had a hard time getting back to yeah it's, it's it was hard okay so for me I don't ever bring this up because I don't like to intertwine the two, but mm -hmm. I'm just the same day um, when I was diagnosed, I came home, I was doing the dishes about four hours later and my cousin called me and my dad passed away. So the same day I was diagnosed, my father died. So for me, it's like, um, the, for me, even now, right. I feel like I, I'm like grieving my old life entirely because I don't have no breast. I don't, I don't have like a lot of things that obviously I had before. I don't have my dad. And then cancer took, you know, just mm. a lot from me. So yeah, like every day it's just been different. Like recently, recently, right? I was just looking back at my journal, right? Mm -hmm. From the beginning. And I was so dark. Like it was so dark. I was in this dark uh, thing, phase. And I didn't plan anything nothing because I didn't think that I would be here today. So mm. everything that's happening in my life now is just me pivoting because I had no plan to, to make it through chemo. That's how bad it was. But I look at it now and I'm like, damn, I don't even feel like that anymore. <laughs> so yeah, every, every, it's just, everything just kind of gradually goes. But that's, that's good for people to know. Um, yeah. First of all, I, you know, my heart goes out to you about your father. Oh, thank you. Um, I appreciate that. And, and yeah, you can talk about what you want to on my podcast. Cause yeah, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that that's a lot, especially given how he passed and then what you were going through all on the same day. Right. And then because cancer does, it takes a lot from us, 
we can gain a lot when it comes to like friendships and things like that, but it takes so it does. It takes a lot. Yeah. Physically, mentally, spiritually, it can exhaust every yeah. bit of us if we don't allow ourselves, like you said, to pivot and to shift mm-hmm. into a new person. Yeah, um definitely. But I, I thank you for sharing that. Uh, that that was very vulnerable and real and transparent for you to even share. And it lets you know, like every day is not a good day. And you did hit that spot where it was like, I was, I was very dark and this is where I stayed for a minute. But at the same time, like you stated, you then started shifting out. So when you were going through treatment Mm -hmm. and what what did that look like for you? Because now obviously you have, um, you've gotten the diagnosis you don't, and I think so many of us, that's the first thing we think about is like our children and how long do we have? Mm-hmm. And so when you were going through treatment, what did that look like for you as far as like, what type of treatment did you have to go through and how did you go through it? Like, is that one of the dark periods that you had? Um, so chemo is death and a half it's like I wouldn't even wish that on my worst enemy I don't even know why people act like they would want to go through that because horrible um for me I feel like how did I go through it honestly I smoked a lot of weed (laughs) um that's what I did I was so stressed out like so sick all the time that the pills that they gave me for nausea and things like that didn't help me. They sent me to the emergency room. My doctors said, I'm going to get your prescriptions to some marijuana because this, this might help you. So mm-hmm. for me, that helped with my psyche. It just helped with my side effects. Um, it helped with a lot of things. I lost. Um, so going through chemo, I know a lot of people, but I'm going to say it. I don't care. For me, I lost my teeth. Like I lost three teeth. Mm-hmm. I lost my fingernails. But look, they're growing back now. I'm so happy. Yeah. And um, I lost my fingerprints. That was the craziest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, my oncologist said to me, like, oh, Janelle, how's your your hands? And I was like, well, they're fine. Why? And she was like, are you able to, like, put your fingerprint in, like, in your computer or something like that? Because I would bring my laptop in. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I thought my computer was messed up. She was like, oh, yeah, you, your fingerprints are messed up. I was just asking. And I was just like, wow. Okay. This shit is real. Yeah, which medication did you take? First? Okay, so I took um I don't really I don't have the papers here, but I had the red devil, right? I had the red devil my second round. So I had 23 okay. rounds of chemo. I was supposed to have 16 rounds, but um the size of the tumor and the way it was I was I started chemo in September. My tumor was a size 7.5, right? By November, it went down to a three, 3.5. So my oncologist was like, listen, um, maybe we can throw some more rounds in there. Right. Just like, all right, <laughs> cool. Let's do this. Um, threw a couple more rounds in there. And then, um, the last six rounds was the red devil. And that was the worst ever. It was just my body. I couldn't walk. I couldn't like my, the bone pain. I was, it was more so like the bone pain that I was feeling. It was like, that was horrible the first round I believe it was like Taxol and um Taxol with uh Keytruda and it was another drug and I forget the name of it um and then after chemo I did 23 rounds of chemo and then I finished in February 
had a double mastectomy in March. Okay. From there, I had eight lymph nodes removed in my surgery. They were all negative, thank God. Yeah. So the surgery was a success, thank God. Yeah. Yes. And then I had about a five-week break. And in April, I started immunotherapy, which is a, the clinical trial um, mm -hmm. that is just FDA approved last year, thank God. Right. And it's Katruda. So I finished in October, just finished. Wow. Yeah. And so how often do you have to go back to the doctor now? Okay. So I go back every three weeks because I still have my port because, you know, triple negative girls, um, the reoccurrence is kind of in two years, they say, you know, mm -hmm. so the plan for me with my oncologist and my team is to just keep it in for 18 months to okay hopefully nothing happens so I just go and get it flushed every three weeks and my oncologist is the one that actually flushes it so she does get to see me and things and she wants to make sure I'm okay with pain or anything that's going on with me so yeah okay so they're keeping a very yeah. close eye on you well yeah support so and for our scans do you have to go for scans every six months or every year what every is that? three months so I every do scans every three months I just did scans uh too I did I did scans when you did scans. I remember we were talking. Oh girl, I don't even <laughs> I remember, yeah. I just scans that was the last time I did scans. So That's that was right. recently. I remember, yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember my pop-up scan. I be having these yeah. pop-up visits <laughs> out of nowhere. Lumps that I don't even know I have. <laughs> but yeah. 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 Okay. That's right. Cause we were going back and forth uh yeah. about like here and there. So that's right. So with that, because I've seen your photos, I've seen that you did go through a double mastectomy. Now, yes. with your double mastectomy, what led you to that decision? And did you do like implants? Did you do any type of reconstruction after? Not yet. Uh, not, not yet. Um, so I decided to take this month off of November with no doctor's appointments. I didn't want to see nobody. Yeah. Nothing. Um, so my appointment is actually... Um, in the end of this month. So I go the 31st, I think. And from there, I figure out what I want to do. If I want to, I'm kind of right now, I'm kind of contemplating like going flat. Honestly. Okay. You know, so I have these things because I wanted to, to kind of see if I can have like my fat to my boobs. But yeah, um, they said a lot of doctors told me they don't necessarily like to do those surgeries on triple negative girls because the reoccurrence. So they said to me, come back in five years. So I was like, oh, oh, yeah. oh. so wait, let's talk about but it. But I do know, I do know a lot of women who have gotten it. Yeah. You know, the deep I flap, do know. Right? Yeah. The deep flap or any flap. I've known. Yeah. Them, but yeah, they, they've definitely told me about three of them told me I've had a surgeon who did say, I'll do the surgery if you want to do the surgery. But I've had a few patients that they did have a reoccurrence and that surgery is a very invasive and intense surgery and you I don't want to yes. put you through that surgery and then you get cancer again so that's the first time I heard of that yeah me too I swear yeah not to say it's wrong but no I, I I totally get where they're coming from you know I wouldn't yeah. want to do it either you know Wow. Cause it is, it's a long, my, my doctor, she's like, I'm not doing that. If you want to get it done, go to another doctor. Another doctor. She doesn't like to have people under anesthesia that long. That's just okay, her that's preference. Good. Yeah, yeah. So, um, 
Wow. So, okay. So the, you, you said a few things. First of all, I want to kind of backtrack when you said your teeth had fallen out with the chemo, yeah. because a lot of people don't know sometimes the side effects because they're not told about some of the things like they, they'll hear maybe their hair is going to fall out or potentially yeah, their fingernails mm-hmm. might fall off. And mm-hmm. then also I, I'm a part of touch the organization. Oh yeah. 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 Um, with Ricky and which is uh, touches about uh, African-American. They really push about African-American trials and um, black and brown women. And I know you say you're an advocate as well, but they were talking about even some of the chemotherapy, some of the therapy doesn't necessarily work the same on African-American women. And sometimes the side effects are different for us than a lot of times. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even when it comes to complexion and things like changing and yep. stuff like that. But thank you for mentioning teeth. And I've heard that from all races, from some people, but like you stated, people don't like to talk about that because they, yeah, they don't like to talk about, about it. their teeth falling yeah. out. But um, do you know about what the dentist said to you as far as like what caused that? So I actually went to the, so I had chemo one day couldn't go to chemo I went to chemo because my but my whole mouth was like this it was like swollen I got an infection I went to the doctor prior because my she told me my oncologist told me go to the dentist before we start chemo to make sure you're good I went I was fine nothing it was literally it wasn't even it was my third cycle it was so quick like quick in the game it wasn't even like in the middle it was like right in the beginning and my mouth was swollen and she said you can't have chemo like this I'm going to send you upstairs to the dentist. Send me upstairs to the dentist. And he was like, we got to pull that tooth out because I can't work on your mouth because, you know, you have chemo. So I'm just going to have to pull it out. So I said, all right, what causes this? And he said, the medicine that you're on, the chemo, it just destroys your bones. Like it's destroying your bone density. And from there, he was like, yeah. And another tooth, the other tooth, he said, this other tooth, if you have treatment next week, it's going to fall out. I said, what? I just came here. You know, he was like, yeah, yeah I know. But, you know, it just changes. And even now, went to the dentist after chemo, been out of chemo eight months. And dentist said, you still kind of, um, let's just wait a little bit longer. So kind of have to wait about a year out of chemo to get my mouth fixed. So. Yeah, because people, you know, because bone density, like you stated, the bones, your teeth are bones. And. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, cause I'm, have they put you through a bone density test yet? They have. Yes. I've just recently went through a bone density test. Yeah. And it was okay. It was good. It was, yeah, it was okay. So I just was diagnosed with osteoporosis. So now I have to see another doctor to see what they, they can what do for me do. or what, yeah, what's going to happen with that. Yeah. And that, you know, just like radiation, radiation can mess your mouth up as well. I heard about that. I didn't have radiation, Mm -hmm. um, but I I heard. um, Your vessels, mm -hmm. your um, cardiovascular system, you have to pay attention to your pulmonary, like every, Every, you have to pay attention. And unfortunately, all of that is hardly ever discussed until you have to. Exactly. Until you're going through it. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's, that is heart wrenching to me because it's sort of like, let me at least, and I'm not saying they can tell us every little detail and everybody's different, but at least give me some clue of what I might Definitely. Be. 
Another thing that I got that was weird that I spoke to other people that didn't get, and then I went to a, a resort a retreat and I met someone who had it was anal fissures. I've heard explained. That, sh I've that heard. shit was so painful. That was the worst thing ever. I was crying. I went to the emergency room like three times. Oh, <laughs> I can laugh about it now, but well, honey, I'm laughing with like, you. <laughs> I was like, I was, I was, I called my mom. I was like, mom, can you please come over here? Just put something in my butt. I don't know what's going on. What's happening? I would be in the, like, my daughter would laugh and she'd be like, mommy, are you okay? Because I would be in there screaming, like yelling. Yeah. So can painful. you explain to everybody what that was or is? Oh God. So anaphysias come from like excessive diarrhea um, or constipation. Right. Either, either, or. Um, they say that it comes from you straining, but not necessarily because a lot of people that I spoke to wasn't straining because I wasn't straining. It just happens. And it's the sharp pain. It's so, so sharp. Like I thought I was constipated. That was, that was my thing, but I had a stomach ache. I'm like, I can't go to the bathroom, but no, I go to the hospital. My doctor just puts his little finger on me, but he said, you have anal fissures and it's split. So basically I have a, I had a little cut in my little booty hole. It was the worst pain ever. It's like a paper cut. That's, yeah. what it, that's what it was I thought I was gonna have to get surgery <laughs> I was so scared like, oh, wow because a lot of people don't know about that either um, yeah a lot of people some women know. talk about it but they don't talk you know people don't want to go around talking about it. I don't care man it's like but yeah I tell I'm like you I tell whatever whatever in the world I've gone through I will tell you because <laughs> I want you I to be prepared or just you, you know be have prepared. a should think about it like okay this might yeah. happen to me it might not but yeah, anyway, it may I not. Hope it but... I hope it doesn't. <laughs> I hope I'm the last person who happens. <laughs> I'll take one for the team. I swear. Because <laughs> that was the worst. Wow. So, yes, yeah, so I wanted to make for sure we touched on those symptoms that you have because yes. you did name a few that other guests haven't talked about. And it's probably because they didn't go through it. But I do know some people that go through things like this, but either they don't want to talk about it or they don't think to talk about it because mm -hmm. it's not something that's commonly brought up. So right. I definitely thank you for sharing that. Yes. Um, so when it comes to your, so right now, cause I know you're making the decision whether or not you want to be flat or you want to try something different. Do you have expanders in yes. currently? Okay. I I do. Yeah, I have expanders. They're really tiny. Cause I wanted, I've always had big boobs. So I wanted like something really tiny. So yeah, I do have little, little lumps. Okay, and you're, you're you're doing fine with those. Yeah, they're actually. I don't have any problems. They just feel a little weird, like you know, they kind of like have little wrinkles in them and things like that. Mm -hmm. But they're they're fine. Okay, good. Well, okay. you, I had a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of people have, and I was just like, oh my god, I hope this doesn't happen to me. That's the thing. Like, it's always so different for everybody. For so everybody, I'm yes. Glad when people say, no, my expanders are great. I'm like, oh, thank God. Yes. So that's good. So at least you're giving yourself a break. And I think that's important that you know yourself enough to say, I need a little break if I can have right. one. Um, now, so you go through the treatment, you've gone through everything that you now are there certain medicines that you may have to be on for the rest of your life? Or I didn't think so because you're triple, yeah. negative, triple negative. So with triple negative, there's no medicine for us, basically. Okay. So it's um a wait and see thing. That's so after you finish the, after you finish all of that, did they say how long that'll be before you finish? Uh Katruda? Yeah. Well, yeah. the therapy or whatever you you're going through. Well, no, I'm done now. Oh, you finished. 
Yeah, I finished in October. Okay. So yeah, okay. I'm done now. So um, right now it's just, she was, well, I was going to actually do Katruda because now, now there's a trial that you can do Katruda for two years. You can be on Katruda for two uh -huh. years just to, but it hasn't been approved in New Jersey yet. So I guess oh, I just have to wait. Okay. Yeah. So you have to, to wait. See. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Cause I did see that. Cause I'm always seeing mm -hmm. like little things, you little know, things. Yeah. Instagram, everything be popping up. And then I'm like, is that really real? So I don't know. No, yeah, it is. I was saying that to me and my doctor was talking about, so I have, cause you know, this is the beauty about having a, a very diverse and young and old team. Like my team is young, but old. And, you know, so we text and things. So I'll send her little articles and things like that. Yeah. You know, she'll be like, that's not true. That's fake. This is, you know, <laughs> but don't listen to that. <laughs> So, all right. So now I guess that brings us to what you're doing now. Like after you've gone through this experience, I do want to touch on a video that you did yeah. and I want you to um, elaborate if you don't mind. And okay. it was a video about, because this is so, so vital for people's psyche. It's, it was about you telling people that, you know, I went through chemo, I went through this, and I'm paraphrasing, but I went through all these things, but the absolute worst is now that I'm done. Mm -hmm. I still feel like that. People don't understand that sometimes mm -hmm. because you have such a great team. That's part of your life now. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, see you later. It's done. I don't see you no more. Yes. I don't, we don't talk anymore. And then when you're done with treatment, active treatment, right? It's like you you had a whole plan, you had mm -hmm. a schedule, you had a thing. Now you don't have a schedule. Now you don't have a plan. Now you don't know what to do with yourself. Now your brain is playing tricks on you. Now every day you're thinking this cancer is going to come back. It's not going to come back. It's going to come back. So it's like every 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 everything. And then it's also regular people, right? With comments that they don't understand are offensive but are offenses to offensive to us you know just like oh so what are you gonna do now motherfucker i just got done i'm let me live for a little bit <laughs> or is this gonna be your whole life like you know talking about cancer yes now it is because i can't every day that i wake up i see cancer here yep i can't like it's i can't put cancer behind me because every day i get in the shower I don't take a shower three times a week. I take a shower every day. So when I get in the shower, you know, this is there. So this is, it's, this yeah. survivorship is hard and no one talks about that. They don't say, hey, go to therapy. That's not mentioned. Speak to somebody. Mm -hmm. It's just, this is what's, what mentioned, what is mentioned is go to a group with old white women that don't, I don't know. They can't talk to me about nothing. Right. So. I think that, yeah. Okay. So the first part that you said, 100% about people, first of all, they think you're, once the treatment's done, it's like, oh, you're great. You're good. Go girl, go. And it's like, no, 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 no. Cause like, yeah. you never know doctor's appointments, what you may find. You can have a scratch. It turns into a rash or something. You want yes, exactly. Like, what is this mole I have? <laughs> you know, so you go to the doctors because they say stupid stuff. And it's just like always that kind of like in the back of your head, like yeah. when is it going to come back or is it going to come back? And you don't want to think negative, but it's our reality. That, yeah, that's our reality. Yeah, exactly. Um, and far as what you're talking about, thank goodness. Now my doctor, she had a social worker on her team. Mm -hmm. So 
she definitely, she definitely pushed for therapy, but she also pushed for a group. The group that I went to was great, but that was one of the things. And they ended up <laughs> the actual founders of the group because I verbalized it. And I was like, um, I'm African-American and I like representation. Yeah, yeah, basically. I, I need to see somebody like, me, you know, who can, and I'm not saying that I'm opposed anyone who's- me, Yeah, me neither, you know, but it just race. feels better. Yeah, yeah, because if you're sitting in, well, let's be real. Like if it was a room full of black people and a white person come in, they might feel a little- uncomfortable so intimidated too you know so it's, it's like you know. right you, you just you want to see somebody that looks like you that's been through 100 um granted we do have the commonality that we're women but also that other representation especially because we are dying at higher alarming yes. rates and at yes. younger ages yes. and then also i heard you say that you're hispanic correct yeah, my mom's Puerto Rican. Yeah. Okay. So that's another factor. Like studies yeah. show, you know, that particular race and culture is going through just as well as African American. Exactly. Um, so speaking on that, because yes, a lot of the groups that I've gone to, it has been primarily um Caucasian yeah. women. And but I think we have shifted a little bit. We're starting to come yeah. out a little, a little bit. Realistically, realistically this is why I go to those groups and I attend these events where it's where there's not enough representation for us because I feel like I can represent for us yeah until we come yeah because truthfully they don't they just like sometimes some things we don't know that they go through they don't know what we go through yeah they don't and them though because and a lot of my resources come from them you know not for nothing because they know more about what's Absolutely. going on and they're giving way given way more resources than we are so shout out to my to my breasties because you know <laughs> yeah they look out and cancer is just our common language it just made us a sisterhood you know and that's one thing that I do appreciate though with all the groups that I've been in regardless even if it's you know predominantly white groups or whatever or Caucasian whatever sorry whatever y'all give whoever. yeah yeah I'm sorry yeah I didn't because <laughs> I don't know because even with the black community women I'm like black and the next one I'm like African-American but I do I will say this I have been I have I have I like the fact that they they wanted to know like what are you going through and to find out the differences as well as the mm-hmm. commonalities and then try to see yeah. how we can work together and then also, okay, cool. Let's help each other get our voices out exactly. there. Yeah. And I do like that aspect. I of love it. that. That's that's what I love about it. I love the sisterhood that it that it does. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, we can all learn from each other. And like you say, let's have more resources than others. So let's work together with doing that. Yes. Which brings me to what exactly are you doing? Because I because you definitely stated one hundred percent you are an advocate for black and brown you made for sure because I was like okay what's your exact <laughs> what do you want to go by because I like to be respectful of yeah, what yeah. Uh-huh. or what have you that um so what exactly are you doing now I know you're speaking I know you're doing interviews but is there anything that you want people to really know full-fledged on what you're doing at this point and where you're trying to go with everything um so right now I have a blog and it's called um ghettogirlrights.com and what the blog consists of is just 
any woman, not just black or brown, but any woman, young woman that's affected by cancer to share their stories unfiltered, raw. Because I've wrote for different blogs before and you have to talk a certain way, you have to do this, you know, you can't share things. So I've allowed people to share their stories anonymously if they want, share funny stories, share little, someone wrote a little story, like a little about their family, like, you know, just little things. And it's just a different outlet. And I share resources that I've had resources and just my personal story. Um, my whole goal with sharing my story is, like I said before, is to just share my story within my community, within my people. So my people can see that this happens to us. Because on the buses and on the stands and on the schools, those are white women. And we don't live in a white neighborhood. There's no Blacks, there's no Puerto Ricans, there's no young women that are represented with cancer. You know, and the way it's represented is my auntie had it and she died. No, let's let's represent it as Janelle from down the street had cancer. She don't got, you know, she she's good now. She got, you know, so that's my whole narrative. If If anything, I just want to continue to just share my story and uplift my uplift people especially because when I was down a -hmm. lot of women helped me that I did not know like they helped me with just sharing my story I didn't want to share my story they just was like you need to girl so that's really what I want to push forward I love it I love it so when it comes to Janelle you have your blog I know you're also on IG and on Facebook, but not that much. Yeah, no, I don't be on Facebook. Yeah, I was like, I've seen (laughs) it, but it was like a long time ago. Um, um, So what have you, because I've seen various pictures with you being on talk shows and stuff. What talk shows have you been on with sharing your story? And where where some like where are some platforms that people can find your story? And we can also put the link in your um... yeah um, on YouTube. Um, I have the links on YouTube, but I've been on the Sherry Shopper show. Um, a little it's like at the end, this little five minute segment sharing my story in October for breast cancer. I've also been on the Breakfast Club um, recently um, in November, sharing my story, and yeah, I'm trying to get everywhere man I'm trying to just dominate yeah. especially while I look the you know I, while I still have my short hair it's you know people can be like because the thing is when I t- immediately tell people like oh yeah um I'm, a, I'm in remission I'm a thriver they're like what mm-hmm. so that just opens the conversation yeah. yeah so yeah you didn't know that we can get breast cancer so yeah yeah I want to eventually like not now well next year this is my goal for next year I want to be able to sponsor some women in the clinic that I was at um mm-hmm. single moms or just people in general because I didn't know what I needed for surgery and all these organizations sent me things for free so if I can be that for other people then that's something that I want to be able to do because these people don't a lot of people are not on social media and they don't know these resources so, mm-hmm. and they don't have that in my community so if right. I can bring that that's what I want to do and you can I am. Yeah, you can. (laughs) Yes. You will definitely. I just love your whole demeanor. Um, My niece is up here and she was talking about how she loved the fact that you're so real and she loved it. Oh, thank you. She's around your age. And um, yeah, so that, that's what it's about. Like some people like, are you going to, because a lot of people know that you know, I'm Christian or whatever. It's just like, are you going to do this? Are you going to do it this? I'm like, no, I don't care if you, I mean, 
you could be Christian, not Christian. You could cuss, not cuss. Like, I want to hear your story because it's not, that's how we reach everybody. It's not yeah. just, let's put this person in this box because they're a particular religion or a particular race or a particular ethnicity, or they have a particular social class. No, we are all in this together. Exactly, we, our yeah. voices need to be heard. Your scars, they may be different than mine, but we still have them and they have a story that need to be told. And so that's the reason why I'm inviting whomever. <laughs> I, I appreciate it, that. I love that because yeah, that's, that's the thing where I went to an event and um, he said to me, I said to him, this event isn't really for BIPOC people because the people that you have are BIPOC are not really BIPOC. He mm -hmm. said, no, but they are. I said, yeah, but there's different type of black people. You know, like it's just not one set of class of black people. We're, we come in layers and you're only representing the good or what you think is the good, you know, or this type of people. And that's not what we are. We're, we're everywhere, baby. You know, and that yeah. that's why. I think and sometimes it's, I think, people, I think sometimes people feel like, um, and, and even I'll give you a prime example too, like even in, in Christianity, some people, they'll evangelize to certain people because they feel comfortable approaching that person. Well, guess what? Jesus is supposed to be for everybody. Just like if yes. I'm talking about breast cancer, it's not just for a black person who looks like their particular upper class black person. Or exactly. middle class is for everyone. Yes. And that's what I love that you're bringing to the table is that you're not forgetting, first of all, your your personal community, but then also you're reaching out to everyone. Right. So yeah. um, also Thank explain you. BIPOC because some people might not know what that is. Okay. So it's, whoa, I don't want to mess it up. So <laughs> I want to say it is Black, Indigenous, people of color is that what it is they, I, don't know. Um, I don't know what's the p and the o is it poly hold up look i told her google. To i'm gonna i'm gonna google it just Let so we see. either one of us will mess up because I, yes, I think i don't want to be disrespectful yeah yeah it is people of color oh okay yep people of color and um yep that's what that's what it is because at one point i thought it was like polynesian and then something else, but no, it's people of color. And a lot of people, you, uh, many of y'all probably have heard it before, B-I-P-O-C, BIPOC. But mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. but you may have never known, like, what does that stand for? But it's black. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, like, it's not just, because because when I first went to one of the meetings, I thought it was just black people, but it's not. It's, it's all kind of people. It's Asian yeah. people, all these people. So I was just like, oh, now yeah. I get it. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's it's definitely all people of color, pretty much. Um, so yeah, so I just wanted to make for sure that your story was told on our Scar Speak podcast Thank because you. I knew you had a great one and I had heard your story and I love your realness, I love your rawness, I love, I love just you. you being who you are. I don't want you to change that at all. And <laughs> oh, I'm not. <laughs> you're so real. Cause I was like, I said, What's your favorite song? And so like meat meal no but this is the thing because I was like should I even say it and I was like I'm gonna just do it because no but I can tell by it. the way you typed it out that you were probably a little hesitant like which mm -hmm. way is it gonna really go <laughs> I was like is she gonna put it and then I heard I was like oh she did it yeah I did now I did do the clean version I was like let me see if I can yeah, find yeah, it because he cussed a lot well it was that you know it was the n-word so I was like 
let me see if I can clean up just a little bit. Because I'm a hip hop junkie, 100%. Yeah, yeah, me too. I love, I love hip hop. All, all genres of music, but hip hop, you know, I, I was I was a teenager in the 90s. Like that should explain it right yes, there. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. I was raised by them, so I get oh, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. That's right. Yes. <laughs> so, with that being said, do you have anything else that you want to share about anything that's going on, any organizations you're a part of, any trials that you want to mention, anything that you want to share? before I ask you about your song and your one word. So um, what I do want to say is get into clinical trials. That's something that I think black and brown people should do, should ask about. If they're not telling you about it, ask about it. See in your region what you qualify for, because statistically, there's not enough data for black and brown people, especially young people. Mm -hmm. So Clinical trials, clinical trials, clinical trials, clinical trials. Let's not think about the negative. Let's just think about the positive. Mm -hmm. Clinical trials. Yep. That's what that, I want to throw out to people. Yeah, that that's true. You said, said it all in a nutshell right there. Because yeah. we do need more of us. Because you can read all the peer reviews and everything. And it's just not enough. It's not. And it's across the board. It's the clinical trials. It's the mental health. It's... Everything. Everything. Just, everything we're not in trials and no. some of them it's just a matter of answering some questions and, yes, a question. that, and then or just an extra blood of an extra tube of blood yeah. like you know it's not nothing invasive it's nothing invasive. crazy yeah so ask questions i love it okay so mr lady we're gonna yes. share your song share with the world what your song <laughs> is it was it dreams and nightmares for those who have now. not seen her real yet meek mill man i love meek mill he's like that song is just dope i listen to it when i work out when i wake up everything is just gets me through and i was talking over you so what's the name of the song that meek mill i think it's, what is it called i think it's uh dreams and nightmares i think that's yeah. what it's called dream chase yeah, yeah that's oh like Philly's anthem right there it is it's Philly anthem jersey anthem, Everybody's anthem. anthem. yeah it's our anthem <laughs> Yes. okay and so why do you why do you like that song like why did you choose it because he started from the bottom and I feel like I started from the bottom and I'm climbing I'm I'm through it like I said I didn't think I was going to make it through chemo so this is me pushing through this is a whole nother life this is I'm a whole nother person like I'm different you know Nicki Minaj has this line and she says um this is a new body this is a new body I I <laughs> I ain't that person anymore. You can't even talk to me. You can't touch me. <laughs> I love it. So oh <laughs> You're so much so. fun. <laughs> yeah, I see. I was like, okay, all right, Meek. So, I love Meek. <laughs> yeah, that is that song will make you hype because it talks about his journey of just. It talks about it all. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's a little raunchy, but, you know, it just resonates. Yeah. When you listen to the words, it's like he went through some real. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. And so what is one word that you can leave with everyone to help them get through their wounds that they may have or their scars that they look at? Like you said, every day is in the front of you. You can't ignore it. You see it. And some of us can't. They can't. We can't just look at it and be like, oh, OK, I'm fine. It bothers us. So what is one word that you can leave with someone to encourage them and um, explain why you chose that word? Mm, I'm gonna say pivot that's my favorite through this whole journey because 
Um, it took me so long to look at my chest. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna front and lie to nobody. I still don't like the way my chest look. I don't like my scars, but I'm grateful that I'm alive. I'm grateful that I'm here, and one day I'm gonna like 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 them. One day I'm gonna look at my scars and say you're a warrior. But today, yesterday, I wasn't saying that. So pivot, fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. That's what I do. I put on this little bra, little fake little bra with fake little boots. And I'm like, oh, okay, I got me a little chest. You know, so every day is just faking it till I make it until I actually like what I see in the mirror. Because eventually I know I'm going to like what I see. That's really pivot, 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 pivot. Fake it till you make it. Okay. All right. So with that being said, if you don't have anything else to say, and also I would love to have all those links because okay. I want to mm -hmm. share them when I post that your video and everything is uploaded. Um, I think it's on your IG though, right? Yeah, yeah, I think it is. Yeah, it should be yeah. like in my little link tree thing. Yeah, I can research it. You don't even have to worry about it. And I'll just <laughs> um copy and paste because that's what I do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But yes. I just want you to know that as you're pivoting, continue to pivot because everybody yes. needs to see you even while you're pivoting. And I know you said I that, believe that that you wanted people to see you in the now, not, oh, I'm looking polished. And no, you want and this proof in that because you have shown pictures from where you before and right. pictures of during with no hair going through chemo, like you have your whole entire timeline you have the good you can tell like today may have been a good day and then you have those days where it's like it's not good today right and as you pivot I can just I just want to encourage you to keep on pivoting but keep on pivoting and allowing us to see it because it's speaking to each and every person it's speaking oh I appreciate that all those beautiful black and brown babies I appreciate out there that, that yes. may not have no one speaking to them at home mm -hmm. and we know how that, that. yes um, as well as our white partner yeah. family and all that but as we know sometimes in certain homes white black all the same they don't always have a person that they can look to no. they don't always have a person even though you're in your 30s you're close to 20 so that 20 some year old yeah. can to look you know someone to look yeah to. i'm like right in the middle it's like the yeah, you're at that yeah. generation where you're in mm -hmm. between both generations and that's why yeah. i love when you said that you can talk to certain individuals who stay in certain communities or so, certain social classes. And that's the beauty in how you're being used to share your voice. Yeah. I just want you to continue to do that. And I want you to stay encouraged. And I want Thank you to you. know that people will support you. Don't you give up on that dream that you have? Because I know you won't, but don't give up Thank on you. it. People not only will support you verbally or encourage you, they will support you financially don't hesitate to share because there are people out there who want to give just yeah. as you're, you're being a blessing to people and then people are going to be a blessing to you. So don't give up, don't give in. Thank and one you. day you might still look at those scars and be like, Ugh, but there'll be a little bit more tolerable, but yeah. know that they speak a valuable message that has to be told to yes. multiple people and just keep on sharing, keep on sharing. So I just encourage you to continue to share, continue to be you, even you. just as raw as you want to be, but I love Thank it. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you for 
for just being yourself. Um, Thank you. Because people need to hear all aspects of people. I believe that. And I don't ever want anyone to come up here and not be themselves. So I thank you for coming on and being just who you are and sharing your message. And I'm sure you even touched my niece tonight. Like she's oh, in your Thank you. Girl. That's that means a lot to me personally. Um, because you're you're just who you are. And I love that about you. So thank you. I appreciate no, and, that. And please let me know if I got two pennies to rub together. <laughs> when you start your um when you start giving, let me know. I will. So I definitely I will invest in what you're doing. I will. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you. Well, that concludes another episode of Our Scars Speak tonight. And we thank each and every one of you for watching thank and us. And I hope that you receive something from it because I know you probably did because she was dynamic and awesome. <laughs> but <laughs> I try, um, I try. You you did amazing. And mm -hmm. also, guys, just know that your scars, your mental and your physical scars, they speak a story, a story that yes. someone needs to hear because you can help heal the wounds of another. So please, when you feel led to do so, share your story. We you don't know when you're gonna share it. Hopefully you will share it. Some of you may never share mm -hmm. it. Just know that it's so valuable to share your story because it can help another person. Definitely so, can. And I hope everyone has a good night and I'll see you back here next week. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to Our Scars Speak and we hope you can join us again real soon. Meanwhile, remember that our mental and physical scars speak a story that can help heal the wounds of another.